Where's that at? There's that at. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Hello, future people, and you are listening to the latest, greatest episode of Getting Tabled with your host, the Bruce. Hey, that'd be me. Yeah, Punk's going after my job. I, I, I have something to do for one weekend, and he's just like, I can do what George does. I'm just going to do it then. And what happens? I get replaced with someone who's a who's from the Netherlands, a Dutchie. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> he has more class than you. What can I say? Uh, my dog has more class than me. That's not a fair comparison. No, that's fair, but most comparisons with you aren't fair. Mm, fair. But see, it, that's a fair comparison without being fair. Uh, how's fair everyone relative. I don't have any relatives named Fair. <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. Sounds tip. You gave me the opening for a dad joke, and I ran with it, so it's your fault. That's fair. No, uh, I I was at a wedding. I did everything in my power to make sure that uh, they regretted asking me to be a groomsman, so I was myself, essentially, and yeah, it was uh, good good times. Were you standing by the end of the night? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, And you didn't do everything in your power. No, 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 no. I, I meant to be annoying. Like, like uh, I, I convinced yeah, the other... more annoying than the overly obnoxious drunk guy. <clears throat> um, uh, an inebriated person who has the wit and wherewithal to be annoying. Eh, fair enough. No, uh, I, I convinced the other groomsmen that, would, you know, when they asked the question, you know, is there anyone who objects to this? I convinced uh, when he asked this, we're all raising our hands. <laughs> okay, how did that go down? <clears throat> well, the guy never asked the question, so we couldn't raise our hands, and we were very disappointed. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, Captain Sox will be uh, uh, joining us later later on in this uh, fun little episode that we're well, we're just getting it in because I missed I missed talking to the Bruce. I mean, it's it's really rough going go. It's it's really rough going through you know a weekend where. I can't talk to someone who I'm smarter than. What's that got to do with me? Well, you're Australian, so that's yes, exactly. So yeah, I, I, quali- I qualify as intelligent automatically. No, 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 no. You, you, you're Bruce. That's so you disqualifies you. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not the way it works. <laughs> Uh, should we get into this? Newly receivable yeah, noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Admit it, you are envious of me of just pushing a button and inserting the sound clip instead of having to go through and do it manually, aren't you? It wasn't so much the having to edit it in manually, it was the having to find the spot in the audio where I could pause and then paste it in. And they're having to find the next bit. Yeah, that's what I'm talking no about. There's no real telltale sign. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, Bruce did edit the the last uh, episode. So if there's any complaints, 
Send them his way, not mine. Um, <laughs> well, let me put it this way, George. Would you like to know the extent of the editing that I did? Uh, no, because I, I, I've been there, done that. Well, too bad. Basically, the episode was recorded backwards. The interview was done first. The news was actually done in two separate segments because somebody forgot to mention something. Uh, and there was a question in the interview that got added afterwards because Michelle thought of something else he wanted to ask. So it was kind of copied and pasted back and forth quite a bit. So it sucked is what you're saying. It was worth it, I think. <laughs> I'd like to think so. But, yeah, a little bit. Anyway, yeah. new. News, yes. Uh, Atomic Mass Games reveals more upcoming things for Marvel Cri- Marvel Crisis Protocol. And this is the uh, the tabletop miniature game uh, based off the Marvel intellectual property. And Bruce has uh, been productive and given us some photos here. And I've already looked through some of them, and I like everything, especially one thing. So... All these images, if you'll agree with me on this, Bruce, are essentially based off of the Black Panther characters from the Marvel movie, like straight out of the movie. Uh, Straight out of the movie. They do take some drawing from the comics as well um, with one character in particular. Right, which is Killmonger. Black Panther costume is very close to the movies. Um, Okoye is very accurate to the movies. Shuri in particular is very accurate to the movies. Yes, especially with her little panther hand cannons. Yeah, Killmonger. Killmonger looks like he was taken straight off the pages. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it would be nigh on impossible to do those scars that he had in the movie on a miniature of that size. Um, but I also, I think I prefer him with the with the clean looking skin. Yeah, I, I I wasn't a big fan of the whole. This is Killmonger. He has a Jaguar super suit. No, he didn't. He he was just he is Killmonger. He is who he is with without Black Panther's technology. And then of course yeah, we have um, uh, Venom. Yeah, which Venom is probably my new favorite character sculpt at this point. So so this just reminded me of something hilarious I saw on Facebook. Um, so you're familiar with Groot. Yes. And you're familiar with Groot's vocabulary. Yeah. And then you're familiar with Venom. And what, what was Venom very fond of saying? We are Venom, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so there's the argument between the symbiote and Groot. We are Venom. I am Groot. We are Venom. I am Groot. We are Venom. I am Groot. Fine. We are Groot. <laughs> Yeah, I quite like that. So uh, the Venom has look- been one of my favorite characters for a long time. As much as the movie last wait last year, this year, last I year, don't know. I didn't watch it yet. Um, it's not very accurate to who the Venom character mm. is. It's still probably more more accurate than the original portrayal. Um, but if you just want to see an action movie, it's fine. If you want to see a Venom movie. Try not to it think sucks. about it too much. Okay. All right. So then moving on. Um, actually, so, and, and this still makes me curious, though, I, w- with the detail. I mean, are these coming pre-painted or not? No, they're not. Well, then I am I'm very 
put off on getting this now because there's no way even I could paint. I, the average person could paint the the Venom spider on the chest. Well, if you actually look closely enough, the Venom spider it. is actually sculpted, so you should be able to do that with the side of your brush. So, you so we're tracing. Careful. Yeah, basically, most of the details like that are actually sculpted in. Uh, and if you look closely on that sculpt, it's actually raised, so you should be able to do a, a side highlight like you would on a shoulder pad or something. Okay, well, that's not so bad then, because I, I'm going to have to take your word for it, because I can't zoom right now for some reason. Yeah, no. yeah, that was the biggest version of that I could yeah. get, I'm afraid. Alrighty, well, well, and I've got a 27-inch monitor too, and it's, you know, I can't zoom it up anymore. Um... Yeah. I mean, the other thing we got a sneak preview of is we finally have a picture of what the map is going to look like that's releasing alongside the game. I, I was going to say a neoprene mat. Th- this looks like something straight Up out until of the. Now, uh, all we've seen is a box, so we actually have a picture of what the street looks like now. Yeah, I was going to say this looks like straight out of the. Uh, you know, you come to a stop at this intersection, and this car is doing this. Who has the right of way? That's what that looks like. C. C has the right of way. Right. Even though I was no, just no, about, C. No, I was only talking about cars A and B. C's not there yet. Too bad. C got, C. C got pulled over. The answer is 42. Yes, you're correct. Uh, War Cradle pre-orders. Uh, what, what is the? Oh, it's a Wild West Exodus. Yeah, what, Wild West Exodus. War Cradle is the company that purchased them. So... The next lot of pre-orders, we've got a legendary boss coming out for the Hex, which is, and I'm going to butcher this, legendary Lucretia and Tatubia, uh, which is, well, assuming that Tatuba is the larger of the two, uh, she's not exactly for the younger audience. Um, quite hideous looking creature too. Well, I would say Tatuba is the, the larger because that sounds like the name of something big and hulking. Uh, uh, it, based off the outfit and Wild West and the Wild West also dipped down into the area of uh, Mexico and everything, uh, you might also pronounce it as Lucerita. Mm, true, actually, yeah. So that, that's just that's just me with my... Uh, uh, Inability to pronounce things. Pr- pronounce things. Yeah, yeah. pronounce. So Tatuba is basically, it's like an advanced version of one of the Hex Beasts. Uh, it's a female version as well. Uh, and she's physically carrying around a woman in her arms to protect her. Uh, it, it's quite a gorgeous looking sculpt. Though if I buy this, I don't think I'm going to paint mine green. <sighs> Um, what color would I paint it? Oh, hey, wrong button. Um, I'd probably go gray personally, just because I, I think it'd look nice to make her more, more gray and dull and have Lucretia, uh, bright and colorful, bring the focus in on her. Yeah. Um, what would I do? Let me, let me saying that I don't know the lore of the character very well. No, so. I'm going to, I'm going to spin around here real quick and look at my, ah, Right over my dog. Uh, what would I do? I would do. Oh, you probably can't hear me right now. I can barely hear you. Yeah, because I turned around. 
I, I was actually looking at my paint rack because my paint rack is in the same room with me now. Uh, <laughs> my mic didn't follow me though. Uh, I would, I would do something like um, I would keep the boils as like uh, the, that red, but I would do something like a yellow for the skin. Yeah, that could work. That could work. So, but yeah, that that is a great looking model. Uh, the legs are definitely definitely not proportionate to the arms, so. No, but I don't think that's what they're aiming for either. Oh, okay. And then we've got the lynch mob posse. Yeah, I kind of like this one. <laughs> so this is a new lawman posse that's led by the most evil and corrupt looking judge I've ever seen. Uh, who basically has nine uniquely sculpted lynch mob members. So he's leading, he's he's called the townsfolk out and he's leading them with their pitchforks to go and hunt down the beast. Because he's going to kill them. And some dude is carrying a bride. Yeah, that was a bit, that's a bit odd. But the the bride does have a gun in her hand though. Well, you know who marries people back in the day, right? Priests and judges. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll marry you, but you gotta shoot this person. Okay. I like the two shorter guys, one of which holds a giant spoon. At least I think it's a spoon. Actually, no, I think it's an oar. Well, I see one with a hook, and it's actually a female. Oh, oh, the two on the same base. There we go. Uh, What is a slingshot? And the other is... Let's get a different... I think it's an oar. That would be an oar, otherwise known as a boat paddle to some people who don't know what an oar is. Yeah, fair. And then this one or it intrigues me by the name, the uh, the warrior, warrior, warrior. I, I warrior nation. Yes. Yeah. So they're the spirit apparitions. So these are a renewed... This is something that already existed, but they're re-releasing a new version of it uh, in a new and cheaper box, quite frankly. Um, and it's you can buy the older version me. of this for a while while you were waiting for the release of the new one. And so basically these are um, spirits brought back oh. from the other side to help oh, the warrior nation like against those. the evil people. I like those a lot. Yeah. I've been holding out for these. because I was tempted to buy the old ones. But I'm really glad that I didn't because I really want to get the new one. Oh my god, these look so good. Um, and at so, eighteen pounds, it's not that expensive either. Um, yeah. Uh, um, are, are these a, a plastic or are they a resin? No, they're resin. Their resin's good quality though. Okay, not like uh, some of the <clears throat> fine cast crap that we've seen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to slowly seeing Finecast done away with, which I think we're starting to... Starting to die, finally? Well, I think that's probably what's starting with the Howling Banshees. I have a feeling that that's just the first of Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could be wrong, but we can hope. Uh, the other thing, although this is probably fairly well known at this point, is Warhammer Underworld's Beast Grave has finally hit for pre yeah i was just looking at that and uh i'm liking the uh the so you've oh, got are your they? are they satyr you've got your or? chaos beasts and your hairdressers 
uh, being dwarven for elf. I, I would call those uh, just beastmen. I mean, so I could totally see sorry, those guys. Man, sorry, yes. Yeah, uh, being uh, so. So the the other ones. I mean, would that would they be useful in a, a Sylvanas army? Um, I, I, I would say so. so. I, I have a feeling that you will see these come up in the the Freeman book or whatever the new one is that's coming out shortly. The the Free Cities of Sigmar or whatever it's called. I yeah. have a feeling that you'll see those pop up in there along with a few other things. This is not the first time we've seen these sculpts, by the way. Um, but there's been it's been a good two months since they first snuck up, so there's been a lot of people waiting for them. Yeah, um, I, I will say uh, if you look at the if you go to the 360 photo and don't click yeah. on it, the the one that's in the foreground facing you, his face looks really weird. The elves or the basement? The, the elves. The elves. Yeah, no, it does. Um, games workshops, painting, and photography has been hit and miss for a while, uh, and I have a feeling that that is a combination of both. Um, one side of the face looks like it's got more contrast on it than the other half does, and I think they've tried to hide it with the position, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Now, I... And, uh, and I, I will say this: th- this is this is my complaint with uh, some of the games workshop stuff. As far as like you know, this is a board game. Is yeah, but but I can understand why they're doing it because it is a board game. I do not like this easy to build crap where you have to use that base for that model because that's oh, how yeah. it's sculpted. Otherwise, you've got together. a ton of work to do to get around it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've got a ton of work to do the uh, the four uh, uh, fire slayers that were made for was that underworld or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it can be done, but there's okay. a lot of work involved in undoing it. Yeah, and is it worth that? Mm, maybe. In the case of those fire slayers, I'm not entirely convinced that they're unique enough to make it worth it. Um, outside of the game, at least, there is one that's unique because, well, no, because he looks like, uh, uh, oh, what's the uh, 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 Hearthguard Berserker? So, yeah, never mind, maybe. Um, well, so with what I was planning on doing for basing, they're going to look really odd without that basing and the rest of the army with that basing. So, yeah, that makes it difficult. It's good to see. I mean, Warhammer Underworlds has been very popular pretty much since the moment it came out. Um, so it's good to see that they're not just going to ditch that now for Warcry, like they kind of did for a few other things when Kill Team came out. Um, so it's good to see that they're going to continue pushing vote. Oh, sorry, it's for Shade Spire. That's what it was those uh, Fire Slayers were for uh, Shade Spire. Yeah, but it's the same game. Yeah. Um, the other thing we have on here is some new minis sculpted by Boris. I'm going to say Wolojin, but I'm probably saying it wrong. My par- my apologies, Boris, um, if he ever hears this. Wolojin? Um, Wolojin? Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Um, a gorgeous band of barbarians, like just absolutely stunning. Very Conan-esque. 
uh, which is not unusual for barbarians, but yeah, the, th- this uh, guy continues to produce just stunning work after stunning work. I I'm, would would like to point out there if, if you are one of those extremely good painters and you you paint uh, one of these minis up as realistically as possible, it'll earn you a ban on Facebook. Uh, and one of them in particular, well, yes, because it's literally naked. That, that that's you, you the, the model it. is listed as naked. That the Hala, the, the name yeah. of the the character is naked. Yeah, um, which so, I mean, it, it is a male dominated um, um, hobby and whatnot. But where's the naked dude at? I mean, you're telling me some barbarian is going to ca- get caught with his loincloth off and go yeah. swing his axe? They've gone or- very much for the Conan esque. Um, and in the Conan lore, it's very, very common for it to go in that direction. I'm not saying yeah. that it's a good or bad thing, but sculpt-wise, these are amazing. Oh, no, yeah, the the, the, the sculpts are amazing. I mean, you well, know. What you're describing there has been one of the main complaints about most barbarian stuff for 20, 30 years. Yeah, oh, yeah. But my my, my complaint is just like you know I'm sorry barbarian uh he gets caught with his loincloth off he's not gonna like wait wait hold on let me get th- okay no no he's just gonna go and yeah do his thing pretty much yeah although barbarians as we see them in pop culture never exact never actually existed anyway fair fair um. Oh, and I, I saw this on Facebook. Uh, the the this next thing we're talking about: Battle Sisters, Rhinos, and a glimpse of the Drukari. Yeah, um, the Battle Sister Rhinos, pretty much are what I expected. Uh, it's the standard kit with a much better add-on kick than what we used to have. Yeah, um, for sure. It looks more. Um, the Drukari are. I love what they're doing with the Drakari. They look amazing. So, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this looks like a a space elf that has kind of decided that I kind of like what Slanesh is talking about. Yeah, I could see that. I have a feeling that this is actually intended for Age of Sigma, though. <laughs> oh, wait, no, because there's... No, no, it's not. It's Drukari. Drukari is... Yeah. I thought they were going to bring the name across, but then I just noticed the Imperial Eagle. Oh, so this is actually the Dark Elves then. Yeah, no, so yeah, Warhammer Community. So the Age of Sigmar and 40K. The Drukari is the part of the uh, Xenos Space Elves faction. So that is a Space Elfy type thing. And they, on the news article we're reading on... On tabletop, um, they're kind of speculating that this is probably leaning towards the Enid faction, and by the look of the sculpt, I would probably agree with them uh, because that very much reflects the three other models that we've seen so far. Yeah, and, uh, and l- l- like I said, it- it's a good-looking model. Uh, just with the colors they've selected and everything, like I mean, it looks like this dark elf likes what Slanesh is talking about. Yeah. Wait. Is, I am thinking the right one, right, Slanesh? Yeah, yeah Slanesh is the enemy of the Eldar, yes. No, 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 I'm, I'm talking like the, the, the kinky chaos god. Yes, yes, that's okay. Slanesh. Yeah, okay, just make it, 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 it looks 
the, the, the horns, the coloring, it, it looks like it's part of the kinky god. What I'm referring to, though, aesthetically-wise, if you click on the link that I just sent you, is a kit from two years ago when the new Eldar god was... Oh, that one, yes. Fits within that aesthetic quite strongly, I would suggest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. And then again, it has kind of the, uh, the a Solaneshi feel to it, the the um, the, the triumvirate of Yenid. You need you need. Well, maybe need, not the. I think. You not not the one dude. The one dude looks like you know a normal Eldar. Yeah. Uh, the the female, yeah, she with her little cat, kitty thing, um, and then of course big dude with the uh, the uh, stuff, um, wave water, mystical energy. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I mean, and going back to those, the Battle Sister Rhinos are. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that the old kits were bad because I have my head removed, um, but they weren't as good as this. I'm sorry, they're not even close. No, that is a much no, I, better kit than the, than the old ones was. Yeah, no, I. The last hmm, what. I'd say the last five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last five years, the the quality of plastic sculpts coming out from Games Workshop has been unprecedented. I mean, they 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 have set the bar and they continue to raise it with every new release for plastic kits. Yeah, there's there's some exceptions, but they're extremely few and far between. Uh, well, yeah, uh, and yeah. the exceptions that are there are usually more taste-orientated than quality anyway. Right. I mean, for, for a bulk mass production, I mean, you know, if you look at the, the Celestine Prime, that thing is crazy to put together. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the, the, the way they, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff now is being done, you know, in CAD. You know, that's what, you know, Dave Lewis with uh, Hawk TT has, you know, been doing is doing it in CAD because, well, it's a lot easier because manipulating digital information instead of sculpting out of clay. And and this this group, they've got doing these these digital sculpts and then they're able while in the software to break the pieces out into a mold to have it molded. And I mean, it is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, and. To the extent now, I'd almost say it's a detriment with some of the uh, armies, uh, Night Haunt uh, in particular, just because they're so fragile. Yeah, that is a problem. Uh, I spoke a little bit about that with the um, Warcry Corvus Cabal stuff last week. I mean, the the detail on those birdmen are absolutely magnificent, but there is no way they're going to survive. There's there's no question about whether they'll break or not. They will break. It, it's not. It's not if. It's when. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and, and don't get me. I I love the good looking model. I love like. Oh my god! Look at this detail they did. But on the other hand, it's just like, can you use it in a game? Yeah, I mean, so. you can. I mean, but, to be fair, weird minute. Weird miniatures have been doing it longer than they have, uh, and they have a lot more fragile miniatures and much harder to put together miniatures than Jam's Workshop do. 
Um, but I well, think what's but happened, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Those can go there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though with Games Workshop is you know th- they are fragile, delicate, and flimsy, but they are still nonetheless yeah. easy to put together for the most part. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple here, and, and what I found is um, you know the, using the plastic glue that you know that actually welds the plastic together. I find that works better putting some of these games workshop stuff together, you know, better because it bonds and sets a little bit quicker than, you know, super glue will. So, yeah. And in all honesty, I think if you're not using, if you're not using plastic glue to do it, um, there's something serious that you, you should not be using super glue on plastic minis. There's no reason to do it anymore. Unless it's rustic or something, which doesn't work with plastic glue, there's no reason not to use plastic <sighs> glue. None at all. Well, there, there is and there isn't. Um, I will say there is. If you're just doing an assembly so you can pl- play with and then paint, I always super glue the mini to the base because then I can pop it off the base and do my basing. That's fair, but that's not actual final assembly that's temporary but once i have it based and everything the plastic glue is not going to work because yeah you, because it won't stick to other materials right so that, that, that's the only time i'd say that you know don't use plastic glue because well one if you do do that then you're going to have a hell of a time getting it apart that's why i specifically stated with plastic yeah um The other thing coming out of the news this week is actually something we wanted to put in the news last week, but my internet kind of cut out at the end of the recording session and the audio of what Michelle was trying to say got cut off, so I deleted it entirely. Um, Basically, there's been a few people online questioning why some of the older models from Hawk um, are still out of stock or no longer available. Basically... When the game got bought over from Hawk, there are some molds that were being produced externally from Hawk, uh, and those molds need to be recreated because they were pretty much at the point, or all molds eventually get to a point where they're that destroyed that they need to be redone. It's part of the cost. Um, and they're not redoing the ones that people aren't asking for. So if there's models, well, they will all be done eventually but they're giving priority to the ones that are getting more demand. So if there's specific models that you want that have been out of stock for a while, start asking because otherwise there's not going to be a demand for it and it won't get recreated any faster. Um, it, it's all going to have a time frame, um, but start giving them an idea of what the community needs and it'll help them prioritize their tasks better. Like I said, it's more of a heads up than a news point, but I think it kind of uh, answers a couple of the questions that get raised in the communities on a semi-frequent basis. Okay, yeah, um, and, and this is this is not surprising news to me. I mean, no, I TT mean, Combat's no. been been busting their butts trying to, you know not only keep but adding on to two intellectual properties going on top of their own stuff and a you know a reasonably large merger as far as the the gaming community is concerned and and to you know have to redo stuff and while making new stuff and yeah it's it's not surprising yeah 
just getting the game to a point where you can start doing a regular release schedule again uh, took them a little bit of time because they they wanted to reschedule redirect a couple of things and I think they've done that fairly well over the last couple of months especially with Battle to Earth I, I think that's realigned some things quite nicely yeah and, and that was a huge thing that you know they'd been working on and teasing at and just it needed to you know that's what they need to focus on yeah so but otherwise unless you've got other other news that I'm not aware of perhaps it's hobby time uh well you can you can buy Gotrek now but you know if if you didn't know that you've been living under a rock so although I will say this uh, I don't know if I mentioned it the last time but uh, I believe Gotrek is uh, dwarvish for get wrecked I think you might have mentioned that or but you might have mentioned it to me afterwards I yeah it, it's it's just worth mentioning again so um this and let me click on this again and try this Dream. Blue, so what have you been up to, George? Well, I've been, I've actually, I, I did some stuff today in the last couple of days. Um, I have been removing paint off uh, 10 Volkite Berserkers, two Doomseekers, and the... Uh, uh, Rune Fathers and Rune Sons and Rune Smiths and blah, blah, blah to uh, uh, get them to bear plastic so that I can start prepping them along with the other 50 Fire Slayers that I have to put together. Sorry, um, it's actually 50, 53 Fire Slayers, but I put two of them together, so 51 Fire Slayers. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, 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 trying to make some more headway on, on getting the fire slayers put together it's i i've got enough to get a really good start so um i'm gonna start focusing on them um i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do uh some work in progress wednesday um come hang out chat like you know just billing stuff and then compiling it down like hopefully a, a start to finish you know four or five part video of a fire slayer army coming together so um oh and then I got a speed freak box, so I'm now doing orcs as well as Eldar, as well as Space Wolves, as well as Dark Angels. My name is George and I have a problem. And his problem is is that he doesn't have enough mini. <laughs> uh no, I was actually looking at it and I in reality you only have to get like two more uh speed freak things. Uh, and I'd have a pretty good uh, Outrider detachment for 40k of, of Speed Freak Orcs. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you get that box at a really good discount? Um, uh, ludicrous is is the correct term. Not good, ludicrous. Uh, so I remember the, you're bringing it up a few episodes ago. Yeah, so let's see here. Um, let, me, let me pull the information up so I'm not misquoting anything real quick. Uh, orcs. So I got uh, a custom Boosta Blasta, a Shock Jump Dragsta, and then two two things of the where are they at? The Orc Warbike mobs, uh, plus some terrain, um, for one hundred and eleven dollars counting with including tax. That's pretty good. 
Right. So so we'll we'll call it a hundred bucks for two cars and six bikes. And then if I spend another hundred bucks and pick up a couple more uh, orc dealies in the realm of what are they? The Megatrack Scrapjet and the Def Killa War Trike, which the War Trike is the Warlord, the the HQ. Uh, that's pretty close to a thousand point outright attachment, and it's you know less than fifteen models. Perfect. Yeah. Actually, actually a really low number for orcs, too. Well, let's see, what is that? It's six bikes and four vehicles. So, yeah, that's so, very doable. So, ten. Oh, my God, that's ten. Ten models for an orc army. And, and in reality, what's probably going to happen is I'll probably just get the uh, the boom deck, a snaz wagon, and the uh, Rucka truck squig buggy, despite me being told that they're not the greatest, and just... Having that as you know, this is my orc army. This is it. There are many like it, but this is mine. Right, and, and, and my hope is too is you know it'd be great for for something for Sam to play with because it's orcs, it's bikes and cars. It's not thirty billion orcs or you know attack squad and something like that. You know, it's you know fewer models for him to to keep track of and and learn the rules and learn the game before he expands on them expands on something else and does a uh, a mob army hopefully not though because well those kind of rbs are expensive because well it's a mob yeah um the other positive thing about those particular models being orc models is they're not the most fragile either so that should help yeah no uh they're they're, they're all very robust like, I mean, there's a couple of things that could maybe get snapped off, but not much really. And yeah, so I mean, yeah. And plus, let's be honest, this new Speed Freak stuff just looks amazing. Yeah. If they hadn't have been playing with their price gouging in my country, I would have brought them on release. But because they decided to charge us $100 for no reason, I stayed not. Yeah. But so I, I'm and looking. I wasn't at, alone on that. Some people were stupid enough to pay for it, but I was like, "Nope." Yeah, but all, all, all said and done, for for three hundred bucks, I mean that's that's a that's not bad to spend for an army. No, no, it's not. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm thinking at some point though, because it's been working quite well, I might have to like paint something like horribly. Just so I can do a video series on how to uh, to strip the paint, the way I strip paint, because it's non-destructive except to the paint, if that makes sense. That's probably not a bad idea. Uh, what else have I been doing? I, I like this because I can turn around and just look at my hobby bench and see what I've been working on. <laughs> um, no, not not much else. Uh, I I put two together two dwarves together and cleaned a bunch of paint off other dwarves and, and plans to get them ready uh, for having a, a fire slayer army. Bruce, what have you been doing since the last time you talked about hobby, which was a week ago? Um, I spent a day and a half editing an episode. Um, though some of that was waiting time. Um, then I worked 
And then I spent two and a half days in bed vomiting my guts up. I've had no chance to do anything, which to be, I, I wasn't expecting to have any time for it anyway. Um, it was a very difficult week this week, so I have not so, had a chance to do a thing. So vomiting your guts up, you were painting your Skaven army then? No, no, I was tasting my berry smoothie for the second time. Oh. So, yeah, lots of acidic, horrible taste. And, yeah, I, I either had some eggs that were bad at work or I caught gastro from someone that hadn't been signed as infectious. But I think it was food poisoning. Lovely. Yeah, you gotta, you got to love food poisoning. Yes. Apologies for those that don't like hearing about those sort of things. Yeah, it happens. I, 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 I've knock on wood. Have not had a, a, any actual like very serious cases of uh, food poisoning. I, I've had the occasional day where it's just like you know, but it's not like the full on food poisoning that debilitates people. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I mean I wasn't literally throwing up for two days. It, it was a period of about eight to ten hours, um, and when it hit me, it hit me quite violently. Um, but it's really only been last night and today that I've actually got my appetite back and I'm actually living properly again. So, yeah. Well, it's probably as you can live for, for being an Australian. What was that about being an Australian? I, I said you're living as properly as you can for being an Australian. Yeah, I mean, vomiting while you're upside down is not exactly easy. No, but it means I mean, that you don't get it on your chest. Th- this is true. This is very true. Um, oh, oh, actually, uh, I just saw this, um, standby, uh, the power of editing, right? Um, I'm going to try to talk through this some, um, Khan invited me to a page. Um, no, not that page, uh, not a uh, a group. Um, there is another... Uh, group out there doing uh, color shifting paint. And I'm trying to scroll through as quickly as I can to find it. Um, Is this the one that was being all secretive about it and trying to pretend like it was some mysterious thing that they had invented themselves? Well, I don't know about... As opposed to admitting that it was just chameleon paint, which is what it was very obviously was? I mean, I, I, I I, I just saw it. I didn't... There was somebody that was sharing pictures of some Tyranids two days ago, three days ago, that, quite frankly, look amazing and was very clearly done with colour-shifting paints. But whenever anybody asked what product was used to do it, he said, nope, it's a secret, I can't tell you anything for a week, making out like it's some big secret, even though it's fairly obvious how it's been done. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I'm trying to find the name, if anything. Um the 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 one thing here that uh, appealed to me the most, and I don't know if this is going to affect quality because, well, the, the this can, paint can be uh, uh, obtained locally here in the United States, which, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be flat out honest. Spain makes really good paint. I don't know why it all comes from Spain, but yeah. So, I think it might just be a, a, it's just a regional thing, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. It might just be that they have certain materials there, or it might just be that because they already have the factories and stuff 
So they probably all get made in a very similar... There's probably three or four factories that they all use. And, and that's very possible, too. So, but anyways, uh, there's more color-shifting paint out there. Uh, don't have much information on it right now, but uh, it's, it's cool stuff. I mean, it, it, it opens up what you can do with miniatures um, as far as looks and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's probably about it for hobby stuff. Let's get to our game talk, then. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. Stop. You only it's need to play once. It's for weeks. It, it's Maybe only that one. we recorded it twice in the bumper somehow. N- no, no. Because I watch it play, like there's a little play bar and it finishes, and then it starts over and plays again. And it only does it with that one. Oh, yeah, I just... <laughs> There's a button that was grayed out. It's a, a repeat button. Maybe that's oh, what it was doing. <laughs> How has it taken you six weeks to figure this out? Uh, because I'm on call this week, so I'm sober right now. That's why. Oh, fair enough. Okay, so I'm actually going to skip the first one. I'll come back to that. Thomas Grove from the Warhammer Warcry community came up with... What oh, I God. think is yes. easily the best paint scheme for the Warcry terrain I have ever seen. What he has done, he has taken one of the original He-Man Castle Grayskull play sets, you know, the one that folds out and has all the traps and everything inside it. He's actually repainted it into like a green and brown type thing. Um, no, and I will. I will all of the terrain to fit it. It actually yeah. fits over the board almost perfectly. Now, I will say this too: being as knowledgeable as I am, the paint scheme on the Castle Grayskull is not that far off from the original Castle Grayskull. No, no, it's not. He's just highlighted it to make it brighter. Uh, and t- to be fair. Um, most of these, because they're, what, 30-something years old at this point, are probably quite worn and would need to be repainted anyway. Uh, 34. <clears throat> oh, wait, no, 24. Right? No, it wouldn't be, it'd no. be 34. You'd be right. It was the 80s, not the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. 34. Um, it makes that, me wish I, I still a had feeling mine. That's a brighter green than the original one. No, it, it, it is a much uh, brighter green. Um, uh, like I said, it's it's pretty spot on. About the only thing that's different is the rock detail along the bottom and the thatching on the roofs, um, and, and then the the wood supports. Those are much more contrasted than what it was originally. Um, I love the contrasting he's done, though. It looks really good. Yeah, no, it's that great, you know, you know, contrasting color to make it pop, pull out more detail. Um, The the, the green is is definitely much brighter than the original Castle Grayskull. Um, the, The thing I like about it, too, is like the scale works pretty good. It's it's really me really making me wish I still had mine. I never had one. I had a friend that had one, but I never had one, sadly. Yeah, I, I had one. Um I, I had the uh the uh Skeletor's uh, Serpent Castle too. 
But at I'm on on eBay right now looking this up, and I found a really awful quality one for forty six dollars fifty plus fifty dollars postage, uh, which by the look of it I think is fake anyway. Uh, there's another one here that's one hundred and twenty. Um, there's another one for seventy. So the prices on these vary quite a lot, as does the quality of them. Uh, oh god, that one looks awful. Um, it's not a cheap piece of terrain, but to be fair, it's—I mean, if you wasn't repainted, it's one that would probably go up in value, unlike every other piece of terrain you've ever brought that has no value. Yeah. Actually, the cheaper ones—the cheaper ones I'm looking at—I'm realizing are missing details too. So you'd be looking at at least 120 bucks on average. No, I, I, but I'm, I I'm just looking here. at eBay, and I've done it very quickly. So that, don't take this as gospel. This is what it's worth. Yeah, um, I, I I did just find one for 60, uh, 24 bucks shipping. And it has the drawbridge and the. Let, let's be honest, the little shelves on the inside. You could recreate that with MDF or uh, some other foam board. You don't need the original. The the, the only thing I would say you would dry. need is the drawbridge because the drawbridge is the Philippin drawbridge. Yeah. And, um, recreating that would probably be more hassle than it's worth. Yeah. Whereas doing the, uh, uh, the, the little shelves and everything, you know, making stairs. Now that'd be easy, but yeah. Oh, Oh, Oh God. What have you, I just, I just found one that has all of the stuff for 60 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Um, I just bought a box of Speed Freaks, so no. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that using toys as terrain is not necessarily new. And to be fair, and uh, this is going to be the third episode in a row that we've discussed T-Man now, but I swear I'm not pushing the agenda. Um, I just saw this and thought, oh, that's amazing. I have to talk about it. I wanted to give the guy a shout-out because it's really, really clever what he's done with it. And like yeah, the no, fact that it fits so perf- perfectly on the board, there's no way that you could plan that because this mo- this toy is over 30 years old. Um, yeah. I probably wouldn't go out and buy one specifically to do this, though. If I was to do that, I would probably create one of my own um, using a cheap skull from a hobby shop Especially with Halloween coming up, you can usually get decent-sized skulls for fairly cheap-ish. It's not that hard to create wall terrain, uh, sorry, wall textures. Um, glue it in to the foam and then carve around it. Um, that would be the way that I would to do it if I was to want to create something like this. Yeah. As um, opposed to if you wanted to do Snake Mountain, that's probably a little bit more difficult. Yeah, no, um, for sure that is. Uh, Although you could get a toy snake. Actually, no, that'd be easy too. I'm so tempted to try and do Snake Mountain now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for something and we we can talk about it. Uh, the, the, I, I'm remembering a video series. Uh, Anyone that is thinking of this and going, "Oh, I have to do this," can I please just ask a favor? Don't go and buy one of the Super Seven playsets and try to use that. They're like fifteen hundred dollars each. That's the Super Elite Collector's Edition ones. 
Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, so I'll I'll just Super Seven uh, started re-releasing the old He-Man toys. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Version a couple of years ago. They're coming to the end of their run now. Um, and yeah, I mean they were expensive, but they were worth it to the collectors. I have none of them. I, I wasn't in that boat, but I know that they were a popular thing. But don't go and ruin one of those things on a terrain set because yeah. That's just so, cruel. So someone will murder you. Yeah, because they're very hard to get. Um, Warcry already has an expansion, and to be fair, this expansion was what two weeks ago now. Something like that. Two. Yeah. So they have an, They had an expansion that came out like literally two weeks after the game was released, which is just weird. But anyway. Um. And I hadn't really looked very closely at it until earlier this morning. I was kind of looking through for news and I came across a channel which I'm going to look up in a second because I'd like to give credit where it's due. Um, But basically, they went through and discussed the Monsters and Mercenaries book uh, to try and explain what's actually in it for those that haven't had a chance to look at it. It's very much an advanced rule set to a large extent, uh, which in in his opinion is why it didn't get released as just part of the book, um, which is the main criticism it had. Um, it works very heavily around ca- campaign play as opposed to tournaments because one of the big criticisms that he had, that, w- that he had heard, was that most of this stuff is not going to work well for tournaments. But mm-hmm. apparently the book makes it quite clear that that's not actually the way it's supposed to be working. Um, it's got a rather unique way of adding the monsters in that I'm going to discuss in a minute because I really love this idea. The Skaven are in there, which makes me happy. Um, so the unique way of adding in the monsters. So let's say I'm running with my bird people and I want to add... Um, Let's say I want to add a, add a rat, rat ogre in. I don't know if that's an option. I'm just picking a random monster. Um, basically, what I end up having to do is I give you the rat ogre to play with and I have to face it with my army. I have to beat you playing with that before I'm allowed to use that model. Hmm. So as my opponent, you get to stop me from having the thing that I want. And if I lose, there are negative side effects to it as well. I love this idea. I've never yeah. heard of anybody doing anything similar to that before. That, that's pretty it's cool. always I mean, just, you want it, you pay the points for it. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we've done some narrative stuff in my FLGS where, like, you know, you couldn't have certain things until you advanced to a certain point. Like, uh, regiments of renowned. At, um, uh, it was, it was the, the kill team precursor, uh, Oh, I can't remember what it was called, but but yeah, you, you couldn't Shadows have you you couldn't have stuff until you had done so many things, or you had hadn't done certain things, and and I, and I do really like that that you know that idea of you have to earn it. Yeah, yeah, it's not just you know. <laughs> It's it's it, it's almost like the like Magic's Gathering. You have to you have to spend the time opening the booster packs and trading and stuff like that to get the the set of cards for your deck. Not oh, I'm just going to go buy this, you know, and, and and just do this. You know, it's like you know the effort has to be put in there. 
Yeah. By the way, the channel on YouTube that I wanted to give credit to was Tabletop Minions. That was the person that did the video that I was watching this morning. Which, to be fair, is not a small channel, but I still like to give credit where it's due. Yeah. So, and speaking of credit where it's due, and kind of to jump back to the Castle Grayskull, um, oh, I should probably send you the link so you can see what I'm talking about. Because you need reference. So, and, and this is just, you know, kind of like, you know, you don't need to ruin a classic collector toy to do cool stuff for terrain. Oh, hell no. No, that, that was kind of my point. It's nice to take something like that as an inspiration. Oh, this is gorgeous. It's, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to replicate something similar to this for, for a display board. Um, the funny thing is, is that looking at the drawn picture, so what we're actually looking at, somebody has designed and built using what seems to be largely plastic hard. Uh, it's oh, no, called there's foam board. Core in there as well. It's foam board is what it's mainly made out of. Yeah. It's like a giant uh, gateway. Um, kind of similar in, it's probably a bit bigger than Castle Grayscale, actually, by the look of that. Um, I'd say it's right around the same scale size, actually. Mm. Uh, but looking at the picture of the initial drawing reminds me a lot of Optimus Prime. Um, the head I, specifically. Yeah. Uh, well, if if you look at a lot of uh, dwarven, you know what it, it's it's obviously, uh, but it, it reminds me a lot of uh, um, Blackrock Depths from uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, I could see that. Which uh, you know, I think is very fitting. Um, this is only one part of it. Where is the? Yes. Oh. So what we're looking at is what they refer to as the Fire Slayer Gatehouse, and it's by somebody on WordPress called Sky Makes Things. Sky as in S K Y. There's no yeah. E at the end. Um, if by some pure chance you happen to listen to this. That's gorgeous. Well, yeah, the, the, this is an older post. This is from 2016. So, um, but if you go down, look at the, uh, um, the they've got the, uh, oh, God, I can't talk right now, Bruce. Um, th- there, there's the hand-drawn pictures. If you click on the one in the top right, do, do, do you have that one pulled up? The, the picture in the top right yeah. corner of the three of the actual cape. Yeah. Yeah. So the, that little section where it says portcullis and the iron bridge and stuff like that. If I remember correctly, that's the first portion you see. Oh God. She's nowhere near. This is going to be an entire table then. Yes. 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 This is insane. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to reach out to this person, especially now that I'm getting my fire slayers, uh, going and whatnot. And, uh, see if we can get some permission to share this and whatnot, and what you know, or, or, or just post links to the YouTube, like generate some more views. Because yeah, it's uh, I, I want to say it was a three-part video series. Oh god, is it going to start making noise? Uh, yeah, let's see here. Yeah, getting in touch would definitely be a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
Is this going to work? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think some of these toys, you can draw some great inspiration. I, I just, I don't know. I, I almost say ruining a toy like that would just, from, from history, would just be, yeah. I have a feeling it depends on the on the quality of the toy that you get. If it's yeah. one that you got and it was already kind of on its way out, I wouldn't feel as bad. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if you buy something, it's yours to do with what you want. But some of this stuff is worth money. Uh, yeah. And if it's not worth money yet, a lot of well, this stuff it, tends to be worth money anyway later. And, and, it's, and it's history too, so... History, yeah, but if you was to, if you happened to have a Castle Grayscale at home, Grayscale at home, that's barely holding together, you really don't know what to do with it, but you don't have the heart to throw it out. If it's going to give it a second lease on life, I don't see a problem with it. Okay, um, yeah, but I, I wouldn't I'll, ruin I'll, one for it. I would create one of my own because, as I said, it's not that hard to get a foam skull. Or hell, a plastic skull. Slice the thing in half, embed it in some foam. It it wouldn't be that hard. Hell, put put Grey Skull and Snake Mountain together and have the snake coming out of one of the eyes or something. You could do something like that quite easily. I always had this idea that I was gonna get a twenty-eight millimeter uh, TARDIS so that I could always hide the TARDIS on every gaming table that I ever built, um, just to see if people noticed what it was. I never actually got around to doing it, though. So, yeah, that's it for game talk for the moment. Uh, Oh, no, sorry. Someone that I'm friends with on Facebook, and a few others, quite frankly, um, who I got in contact with initially through uh, the Hot LZ. Keeps on trying, well, not keeps on, started talking to me about 40K. And I have friends in real life that are like, so are you playing 40K again yet? Uh, It's like, no, the Bruce is not playing 40K. Stop trying to tempt me with 40K. (laughs) Uh, look, I am tempted, but no, it's not happening at this stage. I have too many games already. Um, my, the comment that I made on this is what's stronger, the Bruce's stubborn refusal to play it or the people that are doing the tempting? The people doing the tempting. It'll always be stronger. Yeah. Oh, look, the, the temptation's already been there for a while. It's just I don't really have the funds to build an army for a game that I'm not going to play at this stage. So, and, and that's just, that's the only thing that's going to win uh, at this point. Um, just, just do what I did and like fi- find some, uh, you know, a box set for like stupid cheap and then just spend like another couple hundred bucks and then you have an army. Well, I'm still tempted to do the whole, a couple of months ago, I mentioned the idea of ordering something through the UK to get a friend to post it to me yeah. to see how much cheaper it works out to be, if not. And report on it as part of this as a hey th- this is actually because doing it under those circumstances is literally the most expensive way of doing it and if by chance i still manage to save money i've beyond made my point um i mean i don't get anything from doing it other than i get models that i want potentially yeah. cheaper 
Uh, it certainly wouldn't cost me any more to do it that way uh, than what it would to be, would do to buy locally. Um, I refuse to support the recast system, uh, quite bluntly. I, I, I believe it's extremely wrong, but yeah. So, well, let me ask you this, because, yeah. So, well, you say you don't, you refuse to support the recast. You're talking like a one-to-one recasting of a mini, correct? Like, I refuse to buy from G-Dub, but I will buy it from China Forge. Uh, I know it's not as good, but it's cheaper, and that's all I Okay, so so uh, I can't remember the name of the company. It's It's Russian. They sell armor plate kits that you put on the knight the no, imperial that's different Knights. that's their own okay. work they're not selling other people's work okay okay i i i, I just want a clarification you know on, on, on yeah, your no, no, I'm, refer- okay. I'm referring to reselling stolen work from other people you're, you're talking a one-to-one re- recast of someone else's ip gotcha okay yes okay um, on, on the side note there, did you go to uh, check out that little bit that I, I told you to look at? Uh, yeah, the video, yes. Yeah. I have it playing uh, in the background, but I'm, I'm going to watch it properly. The, the scale of that is – so, it, well, if it, if it, if it popped insane. up the way uh, I, I, it, I sent it to you, uh, you're on part three. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and part of me wants to think that maybe we should reach out to this person and like say we we want to like you know sh- showcase this is like you know this is something you can do because I mean if you watch him do this I mean this isn't that hard I mean to make it look as good as he does yes he's got some skill but to yeah. and to, to be so- fair there's been a lot of planning that's gone into this which helps as well mm-hmm. um, so what the people listening can't see is that this guy had done a lot of initial plans and drawings, which if you're going to build any any sort of terrain with detail is very important anyway because you need to have an idea in your head. It's not very clever to just go higgledy-piggledy and go, uh, I'm sure it'll work out as you go because that's where you end up running into problems. Or you're amazing and it does work out. Yeah, it depends on what you're going. But if you're building something like this, yeah, you need to plan ahead severely. Oh, God, For sure. this guy's just using the plain old polystyrene. He's not even using the high-density stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, for some of it, yeah. No, like, th- th- this man is my hero with some of the stuff he's done. I mean... <laughs> I'm subscribing. Yeah, and if, and if you look, uh, what's one of the things he's done recently? Uh, oh, he built the uh, Game of Thrones Iron Throne out of toothpicks, it looks like. Oh, God. Well, that's what it looks like in the picture. He's done Oscar the Grouch's trash can. No, no, he's actually cutting the pieces of foam foam card to. He's doing a miniaturized. Oh, that is cool. He so he's recreated Oscar the Grouch's trash can corner from Sesame Street in miniature scale. Yeah. That... Th- this guy is is seriously awesome. Um, yeah. Um, boy, we really digressed here at the end, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really did. Um, oh, okay, Bruce, Bruce. He Shall did we cheer. move into Brucing the Yang? 
Yes, uh, we don't have a different bumper for that, so we'll just have to do this one. No, Anna, I just made that up. Yanking the Bruce. Do you still like the music? I do still like the music, actually. <laughs> so there's a few stereotypical things about Australia. George, um, can you name probably the most common one? Um. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Repeat that. There's a, a what again? There's a few stereotypes about the country of Australia. What would you say is the most common one? Uh, everything there will kill you. Yes, deadly animals. Da 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 da. Um, and if it's not if it's not going to kill you, it's trying to kill you, or just not capable of it, but it's still thinking about it. Or it that kills what's going to kill you. Now. A couple of years ago, a TV show called QI, uh, which is like a – it's a game show where I'm going to say semi-celebrities are on it because none of the people on that panel were overly famous apart from – They're British There was comedians. one comedian that's very famous here, but I don't know about overseas. They're British comedians, uh, essentially. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So one of the questions they had is – According to statistics, what was the most dangerous animal in Australia, at least for the year they took their sample from? Uh, so even though I know you've seen the beginning of it, what would be your guesses as to what that animal is? Well, my guess would be, uh, based off other things I've watched about uh, the deadly country of Australia, uh, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very, very tiny wee little thing and I think it's called the Irukandji jellyfish. Uh, no, it's not a jellyfish. Somebody actually did guess that one, but they guessed the box jellyfish. Anything the box else? jellyfish is not the the, the, the Irukandji. If, if, if I'm saying the name correctly, is is is, is scary. But <laughs> what what is the deadliest thing then? The answer was the horse. You guys have horses? We have horses. How many? Like, were, how many like eight? Oh, there's at least seven. That's why there's so many deadly ones of them. Okay. Um, there was lot, most of them are involving the road. Uh, deaths are either occurring either to people being hit by them or being on them and the accident being trampled happens quite a lot. Um, yeah. Kind of an interesting one, huh? That's that interesting. wasn't the answer I expected. No, no, I was totally not expecting that either. I was, I was expecting the the Irukandji jellyfish because it's it's nearly microscopic and its sting can actually kill a human. Ah, that's what the Irukandji is. Are you you googled it, didn't you? I did. Oh wow, that thing's tiny. This is only from a very small part of the country. That would be why. Okay. Um, it is the most venomous deadly fish in the world. Um, they're able to fire their stingers into their victims. Nice. That thing's kind of cool. Right, yeah. So the, the funny yeah. thing about all of the – see, all of the deadly creatures in Australia – sorry, most of the deadly creatures in Australia that you hear about are true. The reason I say most – 
is the house spider, the, the giant two-foot-long one that you see on Facebook occasionally, doesn't exist. It's it's a Photoshop that was done in the 90s that keeps on resurfacing. Uh, and the animal that it's based on is actually from Africa, from memory. It might be South America. It's one or the other. Um, but that that doesn't exist at all. What about the one that's uh, the size of the roof of a house? That one's real, That's right? the one I'm referring to, the house, the quote-unquote house spider. It doesn't exist. Oh, so it's not the size of a house. Nope, not at all. Oh. Alrighty. We have a huntsman, which is <clears throat> like easily the size of a big man's fist, big, ugly, and scary looking. I've, I've seen and those, And it's completely yeah. harmless. Yeah, it doesn't look completely harmless when it comes out from between the, the, the mirror and the mirror housing on a vehicle. No, it doesn't. So, yeah, there you go. Kind of an interesting thing. It's kind of similar to how in Africa... The, the most deadly creature in Africa is not the lion or the leopard, da-da-da-da-da. It's the it's, hippopotamus. Well, I'll go a little a little step further there. Uh, the, the lion is, is not the most dangerous, nor the cheetah uh, in, the, in Africa. You know, it, those aren't the most dangerous cats either. It's some little no. tiny, like, 10-pound cat. Yeah, because they're all infected. No, uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's, uh, it's got a kill ratio of like 80% or something like that. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> so, alrighty. Well, do we have a bumper for upcoming events? Oh, I still haven't done one yet. I should do oh, that. That's okay. There's only a couple. Uh, Beasts of War, or as they're referred to as now, on tabletop.com. Currently have campaigns running for Infinity and also one for, field, uh, for Flames of War slash Tanks. Um, it's run on their on-site campaign system, which is all interactive and lovely. So if you're playing either of those games, uh, they're being played alongside the actual companies. Uh, this is either the third or fourth one they've done alongside Corvus Belly now. Uh, and the results of these actually feed back into the actual story for Infinity. So if you're into your Infinity, it's definitely worth getting in on that because it may actually mean that your chosen faction gets something cool in the fluff. And PAX Australia is coming on the 11th till the 13th of November. Sorry, not November, October. Uh, and I will be going again, as always. Yay! So I may actually wear my Jason the Bruce shirt. We will see. Um, but if you're in my neck of the woods and you're going to be there, keep an eye out because I will be around. Um, it's unlikely that I'm going to be in costume. I don't have time to make one as much as I've had a plan for a costume for about two years now. Um, it's probably not happening in the next few weeks. Why go in costume? I mean, just going as yourself would be more terrifying. True. But costumes are fun. So, that, you, you know what I'm doing right now, Bruce? Uh, no, what are you doing right now? I am on an Amazon looking at foam board. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's got a hobby lobby. Don't you have a hobby lobby? Uh, not near me. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I'm literally in the boonies enough that I have to drive... 
Uh, I'm assuming you guys have like a Walmart in Australia, right? Uh, We have equivalents, but no, we don't have Walmart. Walmart are pretty much US exclusive. No, they're in China. They might be in Canada, Um, I think. No, well, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Oh, okay. So, do you have like a a box store and then like a really nicer box store, like Walmart? I mean, we have, um, oh, what's the big box one that you guys have? Um, starts with C. Costco. Costco. We have Costco. You have Costco. Um, okay. So, so, so you're familiar with yeah. Costco, Sam's Club, right? Sam's Club being the um, Walmart store like Costco? No. We just have Costco. Okay. So 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 Walmart has Sam's Club. It's like Costco light. It, it's got some of the similar things and everything like that. So where I live, the closest Sam's Club to me is an hour drive away. Isn't everything at least an hour away from you? The closest Costco to me is an additional half hour away. So something like a Hobby Lobby is in that hour and a half away from me. And when I'm saying an hour and a half, I'm not talking like driving through Melbourne traffic. I'm talking, you know, 70, 80 miles an hour down an interstate, hour and a half away from me. Yeah, probably not worth it. Whereas I have Amazon, Certainly which not is that. free two-day shipping, so... <laughs> You're not going to want a small amount. You're going to want a larger amount. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if I can get, you know, 16 bucks for 15 sheets, 8 by 10 inches, 8th inch thick for, you know, free two-day shipping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I may have to get some. Um God, boy, we really did not stay on topic too well on things tonight, did we? Yeah, topics are overrated. Uh, Just just like marriage. What? (laughs) I wouldn't go there. There's plenty of of happily married people out there. Yeah. They're just not us. Fair. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, I've never met anybody stupid enough to want to marry me. Well, you know, the wedding I was at last week, you know, that's what we were asking the the the, the bride was, you know, what what kind of uh, blackmail did he have on her in order to <laughs> agree to go through with this? So, um, with that, I'm going to push this button right here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.